Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Racing Insiders podcast. I am Kate Dillon from Crate Insider, and along with my weekly co-host, Steve Hendren from Hendren Racing Engines. And uh, Steve got here about 30 seconds ago, <laughs> and he was he was actually sitting down while I was running the uh, the intro portion of the of the podcast yeah, here. I'm a little late. Yeah, yeah, you you uh so so what took you so long what happened uh, i was just having a conversation with a friend so that was a deal and then some asshole at the gas station didn't know how to use their debit card and then you know normal yeah. normal shit yeah. hit every red light that kind of thing yeah i hear you it happens yeah we're still messing with the mixer board here yeah so sorry if i got sniffles dude you always have sniffles well it's that time of the year it's always that time of year yeah I mean, seriously, <laughs> like you always have sniffles and like sinuses or something. Oh, yeah, welcome to my life. Yeah. Oh, you should get that looked at. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I had that looked at a long time ago. It's called allergies. So. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have allergies all the time. But you have sniffles. 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 Well, that's because according to my doctor, when I was like six years old, I'm allergic to everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. Like dirt yeah 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 probably grass yeah. all those things yeah. yeah gotcha so i see some folks are here i see scott is here he says hi snk from california yep. where we've got a boatload of extra politicians if you need some <laughs> please um yeah if you've got so many politicians um anybody that can step in for diane feinstein i mean just <laughs> you know asking for a friend um <laughs> it'll be some jackass that steps in for i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah i was messing with settings so you're still messing with settings now i can't hear myself oh okay right. okay now i maxed it out now i can hear myself again okay well yeah i can turn this one up too so well now it's gonna be way louder you're, I mean, I think you're microphone number one anyway. I don't know. No, I kind of made you number one. All right. Anyway, yeah, if you guys can't hear us or something, let us know. Um, we're just like talking about what we can hear in our in our earphones here. And let's see, Sean is here. It says, hi, guys. And Robert is here. And women. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, Pippi and, and Pippi. Pippi is now here. Yeah. Pippi has decided just to walk Making across the screen. His appearance. Yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> I love that picture that you took of Pippi yesterday. It was way more practical to do that than it was just to walk on the floor and go right to his food bowl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really jumped up on the table, walked across. Yes, he's, he's funny. And Tommy is here. He says, hey, all. And Scott says, audio is fine on this end. So that's right. great. Good deal. Good, good. Yeah, well, I never really learned how to use a mixer board. I just needed something to connect <laughs> microphones into the computer. And uh, so here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know what all the buttons do. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a, it's you're not experiment. a DJ, you're saying? I'm not a, I am not an audio engineer. <laughs> no, no. It's handy to have. But, I got you. Yeah. I don't know. It connects the microphones into the, into the computer. So that makes me happy. Hey, any questions you guys have? I mean, feel free to drop them in the comments. And uh, yeah. So how, how are you doing on this Monday, Steve? It was a Monday. I mean, wasn't horrible. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Nothing like totally stupid happened mm -hmm. so yeah it was yeah, it was a good monday yeah i went out to your shop today but i missed you yeah i actually had to uh i forgot my wallet at home <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my car inspected today so i had alex take it down there and i had to pay him back so 
Gotcha. Well, that's what he said. And you had to go to the bank or something. And yeah. And then I saw you when I was back on my way into town. But yeah, I had a shipment and all my freight goes out to his shop. So I, could, I actually saw you both times and I couldn't tell whether it was you or Tori driving the van. Oh, I, I didn't <laughs> see you on my way out there because I wasn't expecting to. But then yeah. when I was I was on my way back to my yeah. shop, then uh, I saw you on the way back. We just, you know, passed like two ships in the night. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's all good. So, uh, yeah, anything uh, new with you, Steve? No, not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Unless you got something that I told you about that might be new that I forgot about. Mm, I don't think anything's like racing related or anything. No. It's really just, um, you know, current events. Do, do you see what happened? What was announced today? Oh, Tucker. Yeah, yeah that's incredible. Did you see the stock plummet? I, I, <laughs> I saw the, an article that said that it had dropped like 5% right after the news was released. But then I got so busy that I didn't get a chance to I didn't actually see, look. I didn't see the actual percentage, but I just saw a graph and it was like a cliff. You know, <laughs> but that could be just for a day. So. Well, you know, the thing about stock charts is, you know, a, a lot of times it's really the perspective. So, I mean, if you're talking about, is it a one year chart based on the day? But if you looked at a one day chart based on a per minute basis, yeah, it would look very, very steep. So I don't know how much it dropped today. If anybody knows, you can drop it in. Well, actually, <clears throat> I actually was going to send you a uh, article this morning, but I figured you'd like respond back like you normally do, which is all like all ran, ran, ran shit over my head about stocks. Oh, <laughs> but uh, Anheuser-Busch. How about that? Did you see that today? Um, I, I, I seriously, like, I have been so, on the phone like so, all so, day long. So the don't, or, well, the uh, oh no no no, I know about the VP that happened over the weekend. Oh yeah, well the marketing director also stepped down. <laughs> well, well, no, the marketing VP. Um, I wasn't sure. Like, I saw the the headline. The vice the, president and the marketing VP stepped down. Well, I knew that she'd been replaced. Yes. Um, by Todd, somebody. Right. Yeah, so. I, I saw that that she was taking a leave of absence. I so saw that whole, over the weekend. So the whole everybody drinking yingling thing apparently is working. Well, you know, I, I think there's it's, it's really interesting. I haven't seen it really reflected in the stock yeah. despite what you've what we've heard. But now I have to go look and see what Budweiser. Well, it's just boring because you only only you can see it unless you're sharing it online. Well, I mean, I can still just know right. what's going on so that I can. Um, yeah, nothing's for, really happened. Yeah, it's going to make for boring conversation. Anyway. I know. I find, I think stocks are interesting. We just have to be pithy and on top of current stuff. Just to, yeah. You don't need to like give exact examples of stock shit. Well, no, I'm not trying to. I'm just, you know, like, I'm just curious. That's all. <laughs> I'm a curious person. Right. With curious things. I could always share screens too, by the be way. Be curious on your own time. Oh, not wow. My time. Well, I do have something that would be interesting to you and to our audience. Okay. Because wheels came in. On Friday, and made trips out to your shop and picked up wheels. And our video released today. Uh, Matt Henderson I did a that. fantastic job. Uh, took Alex's wheel, actually, the one <laughs> where Alex crashed into the wall and the wheel was just crumpled. And uh, Matt showed how to take it apart and how to, you know, replace a uh, place, replace one of the bells, replace the outer, yeah. mm -hmm, replace the outer. And put it back together and everything. And we actually have. I mean, if you're I mean, for Kaiser wheels, we have now we have a lot of half wheels. So if you need to do repairs, you can. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we run Kaiser stuff on our own car is because, you know, I mean, that outer, it's honestly, it's the worst wheel I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, and I've raced since I was 16 years old. So <laughs> literally, it's the worst wheel I've ever seen. 
and you know the inner was fine so mm-hmm. it was just replace the outer and the inner was wasn't bent right yeah pretty incredible everything else in the car was bent <laughs> yeah <laughs> but mm-hmm. but not the inner oh and darren is here he says all the mainstream beers are owned by the same scum of the earth billionaires you're 100 right yeah probably so mm-hmm. yeah you really are really are correct tori is here she says hey, hey steve hey buddy we need your hei distributors um well, yeah let me get a few minutes and i'll make some okay if you have time to post memes you have time to make hei distributors. that takes me 30 seconds and that's always on friday and it's right before you know usually at lunch when i get I'm like 15 minutes to myself just giving you hell just giving you hell <laughs> It's always time. You know, a person can always find time for the things they want to do. No, I know what that is. And uh, she says deal, deal on that. Or she can come out there and I'll teach them how to do it. Teach her how to do them. Well, I mean, that would have been some information I, mean, I would have loved yeah, to have known she, like five years she ago. She knows how to rate springs. So, Yeah, I mean. It's not that much more difficult than that. I, I don't know why you've never offered that to me before. No, I mean, you know. It's an or option. is it offer for me or is it just for Tori? No, I mean, just Tori. Just Tori. Yeah. You know, only Tori. Because that way I can give her shit the entire time she's there. <laughs> okay. If I give you shit, you'll be all cranky. Yeah. I can like tease the fuck out of Tori and she'll be like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And Danielle would crush you like a bug. Yeah. I'm scared of Danielle, actually. <laughs> she whooped my ass yeah she could <laughs> so we need some questions you know any kind of questions you guys have feel free to drop them in oh uh, we also have some new products um you're not new like to the market or anything but now we've got some tear-offs that we just put up on the shelf and we've got some more rivets people are asking for some black rivets and so now we have black rivets which is exciting i guess and also pit bikes pit bikes came in today oh, that's right Yep. So that's why I was out at your shop picking up the yep. pit bikes. Yeah. So excited about that. Um, yeah. Race season is really kind of getting, getting ramped up in full swing. And um, yeah, we're trying to do what we can to have parts on hand for everybody. Yep. So uh, I've got some news today. Uh, next Monday, we might not be doing the podcast. Okay. What's going on um, next Monday? Or if we want to, maybe we can do it. I don't know how this logistically would work. We can do it from Harris. Because Alex is going to go test on Monday, mm. which will be the first time he's tested since the last time he tested. And he blew the right front tire and knocked the fence down. So mm. that'll be something I'll have to attend unless you want to do the podcast by yourself here or have a guest on or something like that. Yeah, I can't answer the questions that you answer. So probably no podcast next Monday. Or we can try it in Harris. Yeah, with race cars in the background. That'll be like a couple. I don't know. Might be cool. Never yeah. know. Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Could me. happen, might not happen. We don't know. Yeah, probably not. Um, and then, okay. the, and then the week after, uh, I may have to make a trip. Okay. Uh, which would require me leaving on Monday. Okay. So. Well, you we'll, have an iPad. Just kind of have to see. We can we can do we can do uh um you can call in. Oh okay. We can do Streamyard for that one. Yeah. And that'll work. You'll have Wi-Fi unless you're gonna be, you know, not available. No, I'd be available from seven obviously. to eight. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we could even though. All right. So here we've got a question uh, from a racer's life. Is there any validity to the Kevco crank case event system on a 602? Seems like snake oil to me. Mm. It works. It's actually really incredibly old technology. I mean, this is stuff that dates back to the, gosh, the 1960s drag racing. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, it does have an effect. Um, is it an effect that's, you know, going to be the difference between winning and losing a race? Probably not. Um, it's not something I'm a fan of. I know you sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of it because basically it pulls a vacuum in the engine. And anytime you're pulling a vacuum, um, in a, especially in a crane engine, um, where it doesn't have seals designed to not suck dirt into the engine, then you're going to have an issue there at some point. But will it make a difference? Yeah. I mean, it can be worth, worth, worth a little bit of power. I mean, again, not probably not the difference between winning and losing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten good feedback. I mean, the racers that have uh, bought it and put it on yeah. and I haven't heard any, well, yeah, I think the way to put it is I haven't had any negative feedback. So no, probably not. You know, and that I'm, usually tells the story. I mean, it's not legal <laughs> in, in a lot of the dirt late model stuff that we do. Not on the East uh, coast. Yeah. On the East coast. So, mm-hmm. you know, IMCA country where, you know, guys are basically buying new motors, running them until they leak down horribly and then offer them to the next guy. Then, yeah, I mean, I don't see a reason not to run it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're looking for every advantage you can possibly get. Oh, and the question is, does it work? And the answer is, yeah, it does. Yeah, it works. I mean, mm-hmm. the extent to which it works is, you know, questionable, but it, it, yeah, it does work. Cool. Good deal. Yeah, but definitely not snake oil. No, it's not snake. I mean, yeah, it's not snake oil. I mean, does it work? Yes. You know, mm-hmm. is it going to be the difference between winning and losing? Probably not. Yeah, I think we could say that a lot about a lot of stuff. I'm not just trying to like pull. No, no. I mean, you, you, we can say it about engine oil. We can say it about you know mm-hmm. headers on you know certain race tracks. We can. It just depends on the scenario that you're actually racing under. I mean, if you can use every last bit of power you can possibly put on the ground, I'd have it on there if it was legal to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Oh, and here's Matt. Matt is here with us. And hey, guys. And uh, Matt, I mean, great job on that. Really appreciate oh, yeah, you good. doing that video. And I, I know you've seen it. Obviously, you were in it. And, I, you know, I thought there was some really great, helpful information for, you know, maybe this will help with with guys that just weren't sure. You know, I mean, it, it doesn't look that hard, but it's nice to see it step by step. Right. And go, oh, OK, well, you know, and Matt made it look easy, I would have to say. He made it look easy. I'm sitting over like trying to peel my logo off. Yeah, I, I see that. I'm fidgety. Do you, do you need a fidget spinner? <laughs> I do, probably. <laughs> One of those moods where I'm like all, you know, fidgety. Yeah, he's peeling the label off of his beer bottle. Slowly, but yeah, got it. There we go. Yeah, Yangling. You know, if you drink it in the cans, they don't have paper labels. Yeah, I know. Same. I got cans of it in their fridge. I don't like in the cans. Well, okay. <laughs> you can pour it into a mug. Lots of lots of options. Mm-hmm. Options. Um, all right. Let's see. And Dunning Shane says, "What kind of tear off tear offs we always used? Race optics. Yeah, that's what I have too. Is uh, race optics uh, the the Racer X uh, ones and I, you know they've got them in so many different styles, but we just picked up two different styles and." Um, you know, if there's any requests out there, happy to stock those. That, um, that is the best tear off on the market, bar none. I mean, <laughs> I remember back, gosh, when I started racing back in the late 80s, um, you know, your options were tear offs, which you, it was the old stack them on there. You can't see shit for <laughs> forever until you rip half of or three quarters of them off to, uh, and that and like tear off machines. 
Mm. So because of my eyesight, I mean, I actually wear contact lenses and my night vision ain't that great. Mm -hmm. So like me with tear-offs, never got along. Uh, so I always run a tear-off machine. Oh. So it was the one layer. And then I had a button on the steering wheel I'd push. And it would actually run the tear-off across. But that adds about a pound to your helmet. <laughs> so, you know, not the greatest on your neck. Yeah. 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 And it's amazing what you know, a pound doesn't sound like a lot until it is. <laughs> right. But with the race topic stuff, I mean, if you can stack 25 of those things on there. And still see crystal You can clear see through. like it's one layer. So wow. Those things are awesome. That's great. Yeah. It's actually a Matt suggestion. He helped me pick the right tear offs yeah. out of the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to have a racer who's an expert and can give some great advice. Yep. You know? And, you know, just like I've gotten so many great tips from, from you for all the engine stuff all and right. all the bolt ons. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's all about having the right team for oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the, I mean, it's the video and then, uh, I was just trying to think if there's anything else that was really new in the last week. Um, I'm not sure. I think we might have put out another video in between there, too. Yeah, we did. We put one out on tire tire pressure gauges. thought that was a good one. Let me see that one. Uh, it was with Matt. Oh, Matt okay. did another one on that uh, because now we have tire pressure gauges and then are digital. You know, one right. thing I learned from Ben Baker, we were at the Race Logic chassis school. And, you know, Ben was like, okay, so if you were to take a tire pressure gauge, you know, that a regular analog one with a dial, and you go check the tire pressure, and I go check the tire pressure, and it's right around 10, is that 9.9 .9 or is it 10.1? Right. And what's great about the digital tire pressure gauge is it's, you know, if it's 9.9 .9 or 10.1. Well, I mean, you bring that up, and that's actually pretty similar to, like, checking ignition timing. Oh. Uh, so, like, when we... So we chassis dyno for all of, all of our customers for free. Mm -hmm. So it was a scenario where you can like get on our chassis dyno. We, we don't know for you, for you for free. So we find exactly where the timing needs to be because believe it or not, I mean, even though you were, we're dealing with the same engines, timing may vary <laughs> by mm -hmm. just a little bit. Yeah. And so once we've got it tuned in, our first recommendation, the customer is go home, take your own timing light. You look at it and that's where it needs to be. Oh, because your vision might be different than my vision. You might be looking at it different than I look at it. Your timing light could be a degree off. Mm -hmm. So always do that. Great. Oh, and I see Hammond Motorsports. So Dave Hammond is here saying hello, Kate and Steve. Hello. Dave, we need to get you on the show here one of these nights. That'd be awesome. For sure. And he says, uh, Matt did a nice job on the videos. I yep. think so too. Matt did a great job. Uh, really appreciate that help in our office. And uh, Donning Shane says, bar none, two helmets set up for mud and sun or dark and the tracks shining. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, set up for mud and sun or dark. That's great. Um, for the, um, talking about the different tear-offs? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's some that are, you know, you got like the darker ones and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw that. There's a lot of decisions you have to make in order to buy tariffs. Right. <laughs> it's like, really? Wow. How do you have like 30 different SKUs <laughs> for something that seems like it's really simple? Yes. And uh, Dave says, yes, I do need to make a trip down south soon. Yeah. Come on down and visit. Yep. See us. Come see us. 100%. Yeah. And then we can also go remote too. You need to move your ass back here is what you need to do. Yeah. It'd be great to have Dave down here. I know. Although he'd probably try to steal all my people. 
<laughs> steal all your people. He would steal my people. Dan- he would try. Danielle and Tori. Yes, he would try to steal them. Yes, he would. <laughs> he would. Yeah, we'd have to come he, to he blows. Does, he does always offer to move them out there, doesn't he? Always. Yes. Always. <laughs> always wants to steal Tori for sure. I mean, because he's known for years now. You right. know, <laughs> that's great. All right. So Alan is here, and he says, um, "Hey guys, Kate, thanks for the recent order. I really enjoy Matt's product video." Uh, one um has one has sparked my interest. Steve, if you have any advice, I think I might look into tire pyrometer. Do you use one? And I think my air gauge is in good shape. Um, yeah, I did years ago. I mean, pyrometer is something I always used to use. Um, I think I think now with, I mean, Matt could. Like, I wish he was here. He could probably correct me. Uh, but well, actually, it, Matt and I talked about yeah. this. It, it was something I used to use a lot. Um, nowadays, just because of the way the chassis manufacturers are and, and like where they tell you to run stuff, it's kind of almost all figured out to a point. Well, except that, you know, one thing I was, I've learned here recently is that, you know, as soon as you come off the track, yeah. you know, hit the tires with the pyrometer to find out what your tire temps yeah. are. And if you see that, you know, those hotter temperatures in a certain area, I can tell you a lot about your setup. Oh no. And, yeah. I agree and as far that. as carrying a product, that was, that was one of Matt's suggestions for something yeah. that I should add to the store. Yeah. I mean, and I, I just haven't um, done the research yet to find the rest one, especially if you're, like, yeah, if you're at a racetrack that builds like a ton of heat in the tire, I would, I think that would be like a, yeah, it'd be something I'd have in the inventory. Mm-hmm. Well, especially for finding out where the heat is. Right. And where that's happening. That tells at. you about air pressure. It tells you about everything. Yeah, I can tell you about your setup or your driving style or, you know. Well, there's that. And I I think as far as like, we used to use it all the time from inside to outside. Mm-hmm. So especially right front, you know, hey, you know, is there enough camber for this track? Is it too much? You know, that kind of thing. Um, But again, for the most part, like most people are just running the, the factory setups on like the right front. And I don't know. Yeah, I think it's it's still an advantage, I think, to to be able to have one and use one. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you have to, even with the best tools, you have to know how to use them. I mean, not just how to use right. that, but, you know, how to interpret that data to make it work. Right. And uh, Dave has responded. He says, no way, in like all caps, right? <laughs> no way on moving back. Oh. Yeah. Did you, did you hear that it snowed over the weekend? Yeah. Right, like apparently Knoxville was going to have a sprint car race when they canceled, and people were all to <laughs> hell about Knoxville canceling. Um, and it was mostly because it, at first, like it was right. just so cold, it was going to be so cold. And you know what it's going to look like? I mean, how many oh, yeah. fans are going to be in the stands if it's you know yeah. whatever, super cold? And then uh, apparently there's a picture of like the PR director or the marketing guy with like you can see the snowflakes. Yeah, it's like know? it snowed out. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's that, you know, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think people are I, I like, uh, I just watched Dirt Tracker daily. I watched it right yeah. before the show here. And, and uh, Justin, who's the host over there, he says, uh, yeah. And um, I'm sure all the people who bitched about Knoxville canceling for the weekend, they're all going to rush to social media to apologize. Yeah. No, they won't. <laughs> no, I no. know. I know. No, trust me. As somebody who's tried to promote races before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No. No, they don't. No. You know. I mean, I had a race that I uh, was actually one of my dad's memorial races that I was promoting here locally. Gosh, back in probably about twenty 
2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, we had this monsoon freaking bullshit thunderstorm come over and we're sitting there looking at the radar and this is like earlier in the night. I mean, we've had teams come from quite a ways. I mean, it wasn't even supposed to rain. That was the shit part about it. And this whole freaking shitty thunderstorm came over and we're looking at the radar and the radar is showing it's going one direction and it's right over that damn racetrack for probably the next two hours. So we called the race. I mean, Hey, we'll come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we called the race, the sun came out because the storm shifted directions by like 90 degrees <laughs> and went the other freaking way. I caught so much shit on freaking social media over that because I called the race too soon. But hell, everybody sat there for an hour in the rain. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's a I, tough it's, deal. Yeah, as a promoter, I would never want to do that again. Be a promoter, I mean. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Dave says there were uh, 125 cars at Davenport, Iowa on Friday. And it was in the 40s to 50s. Yeah. You know, I mean. That's 40s raceable. To- for, and 40s to 50s in Iowa is, you yeah. know. That's like, like summer. Well, it's, you know, it's pre-summer. <laughs> it's pre-summer, but it's not winter. Right. I mean, like here, we're, we're you know, we're going to die because right. we're freezing to death. Exactly. You know, I mean, hell today, there's not even like, it doesn't even take that. I try to go to the dollar store because the dollar store is next to my shop. And I'm going to go there after work and get a loaf of bread. And there's no bread. And I don't know. I didn't check for the milk and the eggs. There was like no snow, no snowstorm warning either. No, no, nothing. I don't know what the big bread scare was. They were just like, <laughs> nope, bread man didn't come today. I think the bread man will be back tomorrow. Like, well, I don't, that's not going to help me make a sandwich. <laughs> there you are making sandwiches. I am. <laughs> there I am making a sandwich. <laughs> And Darren is here. He's watching. Get in the Same kitchen thing. to make me a sandwich. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, hell, I'll, I'll make a sandwich. I'm not too good. I'll never be too good. Just make a sandwich. Take out the trash. Sleep the floor. But, uh, yeah. I mean, you know. I'm not uh, not an elitist. Right. Just a normal person. But I am capable of other things as well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like running a business. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> or a couple of them. Yeah, that was a big part of today. Um, you know, getting getting stuff together for the shows. You know, all the shows that me and Jimmy do. Mm-hmm. My brother. Yep. Yeah. And you know, kind of having some creative ideas and um really some great exciting talks that were the other stuff we do. So yeah. Um, yeah, Mikey's here saying hey from Oregon. Yep. Hey dude. Excellent. Welcome. And any questions you guys have, drop them in. Are there any other current events that I don't, that I haven't really been paying attention to? Hell if I know. Okay. I mean, honestly, Monday is the worst day to ask me because on the weekends, I just refuse to look at news. Oh, okay. Um, World War III can happen. I wouldn't know it. Well, I probably would because we'd be nuked, but other than that, you know. Or dead. (laughs) Actually, I do have something to share. So for those of you who have Netflix and if you like to laugh, <laughs> yeah. I discovered there is a show on there called Kunk on Earth. C-U-N-K, uh, Kunk on Earth. And it looks like it's a documentary, like if you turned the sound off, but it's absolutely hilarious. 
I mean, I was horse laughing in the first three minutes. It and it's hard so to get funny. you to do that. Yeah. Usually I just like groan. I mean, I do think some things are funny, but most things are just stupid. This was just so genuinely funny because of the displacement is, I think that's really what it is. I mean, th this lady is, who's the documentarian is, is really asking questions of pr these professors. It's, it's yeah. and it's not even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> and mm. and you know one of the one of the questions was so i understand the pyramids are a mystery why is there a mystery it's just bricks in the shape of a triangle <laughs> <laughs> and expecting the professor to answer the question right. i mean just uh and and, other, and then there's other things that i just shouldn't probably say on youtube so yeah you probably, could, but... probably yeah it's past <laughs> the five minutes <laughs> early man early man was stupid <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 it's um this is hilarious because I had to record this. I had to stop watching it and like take out my phone and record it. And you might think that early man was stupid because they had big eyebrows and said ugh. But no, these were the first humans to use tools, unlike modern men who don't know how. That's <laughs> right. why you have to call in a real man when you want something done. Right. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's hilarious. If you like British humor. Yeah, I think that's part of it. Yeah, 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 just that dry, dry well, sense of humor. The dry delivery that makes you think for a second, and then you're like, oh, shit, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, and there's <laughs> only one person that cracks a laugh in that at all. Did you watch some more of it last night? No, I didn't. I, I went to bed last night. I was beat. Oh, my gosh, it's so funny. Uh, yeah, watch that. <laughs> Kunk on Earth. It's hilarious. Yeah. And let's see. So Jason is here saying hey. And Donnie and Shea, racing in the Midwest in spring is a crapshoot. Oh, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. It's a crapshoot here, too, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's any time of year. Yeah. We get so much rain down here in the south. Oh, um, I actually had to, at lunchtime, of course, like Danielle saw this last night, but then I had to show Tori. So uh, Tori says, I don't know why they were at war with the cows. <laughs> <laughs> right. In the cave painting. Anyway y'all watch it it is yeah. and report back if you think that it's as funny as i think it is because i think it's the funniest thing i have seen in years i watched all five episodes back, only to back. Like 30 minutes so yeah yeah like 23 24 yeah. minutes so if, I, if you don't find well, the first episode funny don't bother watching the rest no you won't find the rest funny but <laughs> no i mean like i told you i was horse laughing in the first three to five minutes exactly and just just done <laughs> and now i know what's coming next and so now I'm already laughing before it even happens because I already know what's coming. What? When I, because now I've watched episode one. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I thought you were talking like you knew what the next series would be if the, oh, no, no, she no, does no. another one. No, I've just, <laughs> I've just watched the whole series. And so I keep going back to episode one so I can show people. Probably like Kunk on Space or some shit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Who knows? But it's funny. It's funny. It's, it's great. All right. So here's a question. And Jason says, Steve, do y'all run a fuel pressure gauge in the car or mm -hmm. near the motor? Uh, we run one in the car. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, right on the dashboard. So, yeah, I would certainly have one of those. Um, one like at the carburetor, honestly, tells you nothing because you're not looking at it while you're racing. Mm -hmm. So you'd be amazed at the amount of problems that get solved by having a fuel pressure gauge that you can actually look at on the racetrack. Because generally, like... You know, if somebody's like talking about, oh, you know, the car, it was car was doing this going into the corner, but this coming off the corner. I'm like, my first question is like, what was your fuel pressure? Mm -hmm. And, you know, 
you'd be amazed at the people that can't answer that. But, you know, the next time they go out there, they'll look at it kind of thing. So, yeah, uh, that's important to know. Well, and now we have a fuel pressure gauge um, over on Crate Insider because, you know, people have asked for them. So I finally decided to to add one, but I'm not seeing it by typing in fuel pressure gauge. It's not making me happy, but <laughs> yeah, search, you know, when you get more than just a few products, Damn, it's evil tough. Assistant Tory, she didn't no, this is evil assistant. Big commerce is what this oh, is. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, there we go. An all-star, a fuel pressure gauge, one to 15 PSI. And we've got them in the, in the store. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got them on here. 3399. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I would always run. I've always run one. Um, I mean, the, the three gauges that are important to me is water temperature, oil pressure and, and, uh, uh, fuel pressure, oil temperature, like on a crate motor, like don't even bother running that gauge, get a water pressure gauge at that point. Well, I mean, we've talked about a water pressure gauge. There's orange cut. Great. Staring at you. <laughs> um, well, we've talked about water pressure gauge, you know, and you're talking about a water temperature gauge. Yeah, now we've got both the cats there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but a water pressure gauge, you know, the thing is your hole, you get a hole in your radiator, water temperature gauge isn't going to tell the story. Well, no, I mean, I mean, at, at a certain point, you're only reading steam. So the water pressure gauge is important to me. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, you said temperature. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Oil temperature on a crate motor. I have personally blown up eight crate engines in my crate racing experience and not one time did one blow up where i was looking at the old temperature going oh my god this thing might blow up because the oil temperature is so high mm -hmm. you know it was always absolute part failure and so no so to recap water pressure gauge water pressure yes very important to me oil pressure Oil pressure, I mean, that's just, you're just looking at it going, yeah, well, this thing's fucked. <laughs> and fuel pressure. Fuel pressure is very important because that tells you a lot about, you know, what the car is doing off the corner, down the straightaway, going into the corner, and that helps solve issues if you got a carburetor guy that you're talking to. Now, do you keep a tack as well? A uh, tachometer, yeah. Okay. I mean, usually a recall tack, so you can like kind of see what's going on. Oh, okay. That's cool. Those Teltacs are garbage. So don't buy one of those because I've never seen one that's accurate within 200 RPMs. Okay. So, yeah, this is where you find out where things are garbage. Yeah. Oh, there. <laughs> no, I don't sell there's, them. So no, there's, fine. there's junk. I mean, not accurate. They're inaccurate. Yeah. 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 No, no. I mean, just say, tell it like it is. Um, all right. So, next up, Sean asks, what's the best four hole carb spacer for a 604? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, probably that HVH five eights is the best I've run across, like in just in a, a general deal. Um, I mean, if you're using like one of our 600, uh, center section carburetors, then I, I mean, it's like a piece of crap freaking hamburger <laughs> works best. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And Jason says, um, had one in the car start dumping fuel in the car with me. That's why he asked about having oh, fuel pressure. Yeah, no, I get that. You need to run one of those, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's a isolator. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't go in the car with you. Gotcha. 
And Dave asks, I like the way your website states the inventory on hand. Is that something we can add to my site? Um, we just rethemed Create Insider, and it was one of the things that was inside of that theme. That's what I liked about it. So, yes, it is possible, and I can I can tell you, um, it's not something you can just add to your to your website, Dave. But but I can lead you in the right direction, or we can you know do that work, figure that out for you as well. So yeah, sure could. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty neat. I don't know if you've seen the new website. I have. Yeah, I have. Yes. So I I did see that. What'd you think? I thought it looked freaking awesome. So. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm still um um I mean it's like anything, there's probably some kinks. But... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm working on. You yeah. know. I wish it was just like a magic wand and go, oh look, it's brilliant and <laughs> amazing. And... It all works. Yeah, yeah. N yeah, not always, right. but yeah. Uh all right. And oh, it's interesting. Here's what Matt says about gauges. Matt Henderson he says, I always tape over my oil temp. It's a waste of space. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, chasing, and the light's always glowing. <laughs> so. Yeah. Chase and Checker says, what's your opinion of 1030 driven oil? Uh, uh, I mean, it works. Um, me, personally, I've never been a big fan. Um, I, you know, years and years ago, when we were like doing a bunch of oil testing, I mean, uh, I've tested the driven and you get great dyno results on day one and then day two with the same oil your power numbers drop you pour fresh oil in it and you got better numbers so not a big fan myself of course i don't want to bash anybody's product but you know i i'm friends with people who are actual oil experts who make their own oil and having talked to them, it's not something that I ever recommend. But does it work? Yes. Is it oil? Yes. Will it protect the engine? Yes. I think another way to put it is if you're if you're willing and ready to spend twenty dollars a quart for oil, yeah, we can probably put you into something that I could put you in something better. Yeah, mm -hmm. way better. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. And uh, John says, "What's the best carb spacer for a six hundred two running E eighty five? Uh, the best one I found, I mean, to date is going to be that HVH with the center divider in it. Mm -hmm. All it's got, it's a, mm -hmm. it looks like an open, open uh, spacer, but it's got a center divider that rounds off the freaking dual plane square part. Mm -hmm. And every time I've tested that thing versus, you know, like an open or a four hole, it's about four to five horsepower. Yeah. So. And Jason says, hey, Kate, do you have one? I, I think we're probably talking about those fuel pressure gauges. And yes, they're sitting on the shelf. Yep, and currently we have, uh, apparently we have two of them. We have two of them. Yep. So it's just a couple, but but I do have them. And uh, Dave says that's something we need to work on this summer then. I think it would help a lot. Yeah, for his uh, his website. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we definitely help you out with that. And see the 1030 question. Actually, I think a couple of people asked that same question. Mm -hmm. That's that's very interesting. So for Jeremy and for Chase and Checkers as well. All right, John is here and he says, hey, I bought three fire bottles from you. So thank you for that, John. Accidentally set off, set one off and the other one was stored in, in cold, 30 degrees at its coldest. It was a, a shop and the gauge got stuck at low. Sent to fire bottle safety systems and 100% pleased with their customer service. Great guy and awesome to work with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've always had, I just have a wonderful relationship with the guys at fire bottle. I mean, Donnie. 
just love him to death. And so I'm really glad that you also had a very positive experience. It sucks when those kind of things happen. You I've know? used fire bottles since, gosh, maybe when I started racing. It may be under different ownership. No, I think Donnie started it. Um, when did he start it? I don't know, but I, I'm trying to think back. Because I've, I've always had an onboard fire system. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. Well, when did you start racing? 86. Yeah, and I think that's about when they came out. Because, okay. I, you know, when I mean, I have to go into the Wayback Machine yeah. right now. It, it, like, when Fire Bottle started, it really was Harry Gant was the first one. And they were using Halon. Oh, yeah, that's what, that's that was, what it was. It was, was Halon. Halon. That's what it we was had. was Halon at first. Until we figured out that, you know. Hey, Lonel. <laughs> hey, Lon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it might t take all the oxygen out of the air for the fire, but it also makes you, you can't breathe either. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> well, and also, but the reason Halon was, was pulled actually had nothing to do with safety. Right. It was all about ozone. Right. Um, because it's, a, it's one of the greenhouse gases. Yeah. And then DuPont developed FE36, yeah. um, that chemical. And that's what was. So that makes sense. Because I, mean, I, I guarantee I, it was fire. I think it was right on that time. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And Darren says, we were on 602 crates in our IMCA hobby stocks. Stock exhaust manifolds, two-barrel Rochester carb at 6,000 feet in elevation here in Colorado with 6,200 rev limit. Question is, we only have 89 non-ethanol here and 91 octane high test at the pump with 10% ethanol on the high test within 300 miles from my location. What would you choose or give me an idea on some alternative fuel or additives I can use, please? So there is yeah, 89 non-ethanol, mm -hmm. 91 octane high test with 10% ethanol mm -hmm. um, on the high test. If you're able to tune around it and you can make sure that the 10% is actually consistently 10%, that's, that's what I would use. Um, 100%. Because that ethanol is worth a little bit of power. Well, let me ask you this, because this is something I, I know I've had a conversation about with like Al Walters from, yeah. from Friesen. And, you know, for some of his guys that really were running pump gas, mm -hmm. one of his suggestions was to get yourself an empty 55-gallon drum. And, you know, whether it's 55 gallons or whatever, but you using the, the pump test, gas. Test it at the pump. Test it at the pump, but then get that much gas. Like, get yeah. make yourself your right. own barrel and that you know is tested well because right. then your carburetor is going to be set Correct. up with, you know, once you set up your carburetor, yeah. know, it's just an idea. <clears throat> I mean, anytime you add ethanol, it's an oxygenator. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So if you can get away with that and you know, you, you need to buy a tester where you can test at the pump. There's water testers. There's all, probably a couple different kinds now. Like the water tester is like the easiest thing to use. If you test it at the pump and it tests right, it actually tests, you know, 10% consistently then do like she said get a 55 gallon drum fill that shit up and then use it with that but you also have to like tune that carburetor around that 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 10 percent range mm -hmm. now as soon as you get something that's 15 percent, you would have to retune the carburetor if you get something that's five percent you gotta retune the carburetor because five percent either direction from 10 is like huge well, and, and the, the reason for not that no, there has to be a 55 gallon drum, but if you're just going to go to this, the station each week and get fuel, fuel yeah. the reality is you are getting different fuel Correct. every week. And yep. to that can be a nightmare to try to go to a racetrack. And then all you're doing is just messing around with your carburetor. It's not what you went there for. No, you went there to race absolutely. and have fun. You didn't go there to yep. 
work on your carburetor all night. Yeah. And if that's not an, I mean, if you can't do that, then an 89 non-ethanol is your only option, then that's going to be the most consistent. But I would still check to make sure it's got no ethanol in it. Mm. Because do we really trust what gas stations say? Or the government? <laughs> so Always. <laughs> always because right. <laughs> i mean if they're cutting it with ethanol that you know yeah yeah all right another question from a racer's life what oil would you recommend for a 602 i've been using a vr1 2050 mm -hmm. for the longest time yeah i mean it works fine i mean again it's it's something that's going to protect the engine it's not you know anything that's a horrible oil i would never say it was um like if you're looking for actual you know, all out like max power you can produce with one, which again, probably isn't the difference between winning and losing a race. Then I always go with the Daytona one first, mm -hmm. uh, clots and then shavers. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then Daytona one, we have two different ones. We can go with the 540 that's a full synthetic, yeah. or to save a little bit of money, you can go with the 1540, uh, which is a semi synthetic. And we've got the, then we have the clots and we have the shapers. Yeah, which is 1040 and then the shapers at 1030. Yeah. So pretty much any of the oil that we sell at crateinsider.com, you know. It's all it, stuff we've tested. Mm -hmm. And that's the best three that I've found. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Including the one you're speaking about. But again, is it the difference between winning and losing? Nah, probably not. Yeah. It, is it, you know, engine's still alive. It's running. <laughs> yeah and jeremy's got a very similar question just asking you know what's your recommended oil yeah. and and the first one you'd Same go way. with would be the daytona one 5w40 right 100 that's what i run in my kids car mm -hmm. so. oh and darren liked our explanation for the fuel in colorado mm -hmm. so that's so that's good cool. yeah, i mean it's a, i think it's a just a really important point we've talked about it a little bit but um yeah we've I know we've done a lot of these podcasts and fuel has definitely been one of our main topics that's always a hot topic yeah yeah, I was, and, and there's always, you know, there's just so many revelations that happen. You know, you'd think that that there wouldn't be a lot of changes in racing and like what we do. But there's been a ton of changes in like the last nine years. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, last nine years. I mean, you've got series that have gone from, you know, not not allowing E85 to now allowing E85, and then, you know. To me, that's the only option unless you can run methanol, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Rules have changed. Technology changes. Change. Yeah. Technology is like gone crazy on carburetors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. And shocks. And headers. Yeah. And shock. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, the race cars have gone like completely stupid versus the last time I drove. And I think it was, what, 2016 is the last time I drove? Yeah. Versus what my kids running now. Holy shit, man. Yeah. Freaking all that technology has changed like dramatically. Mm -hmm. And Chris is saying um, good or bad to run 15 W 40 oil in a 602. I mean, you can run it. You can run it. It's going to yeah. work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anything by any means. Well, I mean, we sell the 1540, right. the Daytona one, 1540. Yeah. That's what I'm it's, yeah. it's a great oil or it wouldn't, we wouldn't right. have it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a lighter weight than the, than the 2050. Well, I, I, I never recommend a 50 weight. Right. Not in the not in the crate stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just puts too much pressure on the on the valves, doesn't it? Well, we're, we're dealing with stock bearing clearances. Okay, so, so tell us a little bit about that. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. We're dealing with stock bearing clearances, you know. <laughs> so we're not dealing with race bearing clearances. Okay, but I mean, it... I mean, to a point, it depends on you know if you're dealing with one out of the box, then you're dealing with stock bearing clearances, which 
fucking net. God damn it. Uh, you can have, uh, I mean, again, the reason we rebuild new motor motors out of the box is because, you know, hell, we had come one come through the other day. It had, you know, essentially a half thousand bearing clearance. How's that going to work with your 58 oil? <laughs> you know, things going to burn up, burn up instantly. And you're probably in the garage while you're warming it up, you know, to 1030. It might, it might actually burn up when you're on the racetrack, <laughs> but it's still going to burn up. All right. Uh, so let's see. Uh, I'm about to bring in some controversy here. Oh, I'm sure. All right. I'm that's, sure. It's always fun. All right. Roy is asking, mm -hmm. are there differences between fast track sealed engines and crate racing USA sealed engines? Uh, technically there shouldn't be. Um, because uh crate usa and fast track are essentially on the same rules i mean the the there used to be a difference years and years ago um gosh i'm saying and it hasn't been this way for a while i'm gonna say seven years ago maybe and the only difference was we went through a national ring shortage piston ring shortage which we're actually going through right now with 602s and uh crate racing usa uh you know, to keep people racing, uh, decided to allow an aftermarket piston ring. Mm -hmm. And once that was resolved by General Motors, they gave about a three-year burn-off on that. And then, you know, obviously, because, you know, within three years, the average guy is going to be rebuilding the motor. And once that happened, uh, then they went back to, you know, GM rings only. Fast Track never did that. Apparently they didn't give a shit whether anybody raced or not. I have no idea, but they never did that. So that was the difference back in the day right now. No, there's, there should be zero difference mm -hmm. and same and same with rush. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think same with that other series. Mm -mm. I don't know which series. You're nah, talking about. I'm just saying, yeah. the, I'm just saying the other series. Okay. Um, Dennis says, hi, guys. Dennis here from Oz. Kate, are you able to ship to Australia yet? I emailed you a couple of months ago and no reply. I'm so sorry if I missed your email. I really apologize. I, I know that I, you know, no excuse, but I did walk in. And today when, when my inbox started filling out, it was there was 190 emails <laughs> in my inbox just from over the weekend. So it is possible. I, you know, I do apologize for sure. Um, it just depends. I mean, you can just order online and it'll... You, Australia is an option. It's usually Canada they don't ship to, which sounds odd, but right. I've had too many problems with Canada. Yeah. It needs to be on a case by case basis. I would I would caution you from ordering anything that's fluids though, because it's got to go by air, yeah. and air and fluids, not a good combo. So if it's hard parts, you know it's kind of a depends, but you should be able to just order online. Um, yeah, I mean I had it turned off for a while, but. I think I got to turn back on now. So yeah. I'm not logged in right now. Otherwise I'd take a look. So shouldn't be a problem. Um, otherwise, you know, you can shoot me another email, but I, I I'll make sure by tomorrow that it's, you know, or tomorrow when I get in um, that we, we have it set up for that. Just again, a caution. You want to order fluids, we'll send them, but it, they're likely. Well, to the, the only way I do fluids is if you, you got like a buddy over here racing or something like that, who has a container. Yeah. And then you can do it in containers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the container obviously is like, you know, mm -hmm. X amount of money to do, but there's plenty of Aussies racing over here where if you know somebody who knows somebody, or if you know somebody who's actually racing over here, like in the summertime, I get with them because they always ship containers back to Australia. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, so, I mean, of course, I'm not sure what you're interested in, right. but if it's, especially if it's anything that's not a non-fluid and it's something we keep in stock, yeah. shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. It just depends. But uh, mm -hmm. you can just push the button, buy the thing. And we'll send it. <laughs> Hope <laughs> for, for the best. Yeah. <laughs> and on, honestly, cost. honestly, I get to know somebody has containers coming back and forth because that's the freaking cheapest way to do shit. Well, I don't know. I've, I've shipped a lot of stuff to Australia, and normally somebody knows somebody who's got a freaking container going out. So I ship it to X place, and then they get it to where the container is, and then that's filled with all their shit to go back to Australia, and that's like the best way to go. Well, yeah, pre twenty twenty. Well, there's that. But. So I don't know if how much of that. Yeah, I haven't had right. as many container calls since right. since 2020. Yeah, true. So I don't know if they're still doing that or just getting a better deal. Yeah, hard to say. I don't yeah, know. Don't know. But I'll help you if I can, for sure. Uh, Donnie says, whatever happened to the Joe Gibbs oil? Still have a tube of the grease that we run in the hubs of our late model. Well, that's called Driven now. Yeah, because so it, it was Joe sold. Gibbs. Yeah, it went to, from Joe Gibbs to Driven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it was sold and like sold again. And now it is driven oil is yeah. now owned, I believe by comp cams. It may be. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Comp it's... cams owns freaking everything. So no, and Holly owns the other half. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. well, or if we split into thirds and then speedway owns a bunch of the company. <laughs> exactly. So. so it's a uh, called industry consolidation. Exactly. Oh, and it's really, it would actually be instead of comp. Now it's really all the email addresses are Ellerbrock. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Edelbrock was the bigger of the two companies, apparently. Go. So now Comp is owned by Edelbrock. There you go. Wow. Yeah. A lot of consolidation yeah. for sure. And uh, Roy says cruiser rules say no fast track seals allowed. <coughs> now, what he was answering was what were the internal rules as far as what is the difference between them? Right. So that mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the actual internal rules. The the problem with Crusa and also Rush Rush the Rush series says the same exact thing as no fast track seals allowed, and it's been that way for several years. The reason being is the seals that fast track uses uh, primarily my my child can get into, so it's not something that that is uh, a good sealing system to keep people out. Uh, number two, they've had some you know like people building engines that, that they let back in the series, stuff like that. And, you know, that's been an issue with, with, you know, great racing USA and, and with rush. So that's, that's the primary reason why that, why that took place. Yeah. Um, different seal types. So there's like a bottle cap seal and yeah, the bottle cap seals, like the one, the one that was being used by fast track was basically a piece of shit. Like I said, my child can get into it and cheat it and do all that stuff. Um, kind of like, that's why, you know, you know, GM bolts are now banned in, in those series as well. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be the most current GM bottle cap seal, which again, there's still ways around that shit too, but you know, eh, there always will be. Yeah. 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 It was funny. As you started talking about it, you had a bottle cap in your hand and you dropped, I did, it, on I did. The floor. I dropped it. So it was kind of, kind of funny. Oh, and Dennis says it's a couple of anti-reversion mufflers. Yeah. Order them. We'll get them out to you. Oh, Not yeah. a problem. That works. Not a problem. Yeah. So you just order them online. You should be able to anyway. Yep. Yeah. That'd be fun. Cool. Yeah. I think we're right about time at this point. All right. All right. Yeah, I know. We've been jibber jabbering for all this time. I'm going to go buy me a sandwich. 
<laughs> I made my own. I know. Yeah, I'm jealous. <laughs> Would you like? I could make a. I could make you a sandwich if you wanted. I don't to. make sandwich. Or, you know, yeah. Well, I didn't ask yeah. you to make. I said I would be nice and make you a yeah. sandwich. I'm gonna listen to some freaking horrible karaoke and get a sandwich and come home. <laughs> Blow my mind. Just blows my mind. Alrighty. Any final words to share, Steve? I have nothing. You got nothing. All right. Well, I want to thank you all for being here. Anybody who's on YouTube uh, or definitely share with your friends, subscribe to us over on YouTube. It's really the best place to see our latest videos and you can hit the bell notification and be informed when we've got a new video out. Uh, otherwise, of course, for our podcast listeners on Apple and, and Google, I mean, if you want to join us live, you can join us live at Monday nights, except for next Monday, on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Well, except yeah. for next Monday and maybe the following. I have, I got, I I'm know. still on, in limbo on that, but. Yeah, there's we don't know. We don't know. Steve's a busy man. We have to fit into Steve's busy schedule. I'm sorry. No worries. All right. All right. Thanks you guys for being here and we'll see you guys very soon. Bye. See ya.